What we need right now is a clear message to the people of this country. This message must be read in every newspaper, heard on every radio, seen on every television. This message must resound throughout the entire interlink. I want this country to realize that we stand on the edge of oblivion. I want every man, woman and child to understand how close we are to chaos. I want everyone to remember why they need us. <laughs> the fuck is with this guy? Who is he? I'm your huckleberry. The decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. Everybody knows you never go full retard. You went full retard, man. There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on, shame on you. If fool me, we can't get fooled again. So you smart, huh? No. I thought your hair would be bigger. It says on your chart that you're fucked up. Uh, you talk like a fag, and your shit's all retarded. So, just chill out. You know, drink a 7-Up, eat a moon pie, quit murdering people. You have smoked yourself retarded. It's a big club. And you ain't in it. I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down, so it was straight. And then watch the hair come back up again. What is your major malfunction, num nuts? And welcome to the Monday Night Master Debaters. We got World War III being threatened everywhere you look in the Matrix. We got President Balchin going over to Israel and, uh, and you know, doing what he does best and, and confusing the fuck out of people and mumbling and bumbling his way through issues that are huge and mainly caused by his little gang of puppet masters that are having fun right now. And then we had the insurrection part two, when the pro Hamas, so to speak, folks took over the Capitol. And uh, I'm sure they'll get, you know, 17 years in prison as well. Um, and, uh, and justice will be served because uh, we're, we're in a time where justice, rational thought, and truth prevails. So hold on, hope, folks. But we're going to go a little different direction tonight. We're going to stay away from all that Middle East nonsense right now. Um, everybody else is doing it. We're going to talk some zombies because, what, we're a week away from Halloween. And, uh, and I feel like fall is that time of year where it feels like there's spirits looming and shit like that. Like you don't get that feeling at least up here in the summertime. So who better to talk with than the boys from are we content or are we content? Mr. Moral, Jury, Bob and Chud, how are we doing gentlemen? 
Jury's still out on the name. <laughs> uh, I'm doing great, man. Thanks for thanks for having us. Uh, Bob and I were gonna do uh, do a little episode this week about uh, the movie Day of the Dead, as I uh, as I watched it for the first time in 20 years recently, and I saw it very differently than I did 20 years ago. And I think that it could lead us into some pretty pretty great talk about uh, psyops and and our culture and uh, where where we're at on a lot of levels because this movie kind of spoke to me as I don't believe in zombies per se, which we can get to that a little bit, but uh, I do think there are zombies in a mind control sense in a, in a, there's a whole lot of people who are acting like in quotes zombies. I I was going to say, Chad, I beg to differ after looking at the way people masked up and Mm -hmm. obeyed. I mean, how much different is that than a mindless zombie? That's uh, the big difference is they're not trying to eat our brains. I don't think <laughs> they're not violently attacking us for our brains. Although, although yet. they did wish bodily harm on those who mm-hmm. refused to take a certain medical procedure. Absolutely. That shall remain nameless in the name of <laughs> Pfizer. <laughs> is this, is this podcast brought to you by Pfizer? <laughs> it is, I was about it to is, say it the same is thing. not. It is brought to you by Ivermectin. There we go. <laughs> Cause we're a bunch of horses around here, right? Yeah, I get I get like a sixteenth of a penny per episode. So I'm, I'll tell you, I I'm not a horse, so I don't take ivermectin. I don't eat carrots, and I don't drink water. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Those are all those are the all ridiculousness. <laughs> I'm actually get I'm doing a dose of ivermectin on my chickens tomorrow. So, oh, are you? Yeah, yeah. The, they've got mites that have kind of gotten out of control because it's been kind of wet and not as hot and dry as it usually is. So their dust bathing isn't getting done. So. I did notice when I was at Tractor Supply the other day that the ivermectin is no longer locked up. Nope. They had it locked really? up. Really? They had it locked up for a while. It's not locked no, up. No, it's because the FDA came out about a uh, month, two months ago and said that it is now on the approved lists it's not a cure for it but it is on the approved uh list of cures for what's well, not toxic seen... if nothing else like it's why? stupid it's non-toxic by the way bob you you, to- you were telling me dude like uh, and i think ghost was telling me too like chicken people are up there with like crazy cat ladies as far as like how they care about their chickens and like the different personalities and all that well, stuff, I think, right? I think Chud would agree. There's two different kinds of chicken people, right? There's people that have chickens, and then there's okay. chicken people. I consider myself a chicken person. Like okay. I got a pet rooster that when I put my arm out like this, he jumps up on my arm. Right. Um, you know, like I I go spend time with my chickens. I pick them up and cuddle them and shit. So the um, reason I ask though is, have you seen the movie Chicken People? I have. Yeah. What do you think about it? Uh, you know, I think there's there's a few like you can go on Amazon or Netflix and you'll find a bunch of kind of chicken and homestead type shows. I think there's there's two types of shows that are out there. There's one that just makes everybody that looks like they do homestead stuff just kind of look goofy and crazy and stupid, right? And then the other one, the other side of those shows makes it look almost unattainable 
right? Like it's like somebody with like three thousand acres, and they got fucking all these grants, or their grandparents left them money. So it's one of those two things. Like it either makes the people look absolutely insane and weirdos, or it makes it look like it's some unattainable thing. If it's not the weirdos, if it is more kind of normal, what everybody would call normal, then it's a bunch of rich people doing it. I've I've never heard of this movie, Chicken People. Is it is it a documentary then? Kinda. I was hoping for a horror horror film when you when you said well, that. <laughs> right. And uh, like some crazy. So it sounds like to me and what I what I gathered from it, I don't know if you've seen Best in Show, the dog show movie. Yeah, yeah that's, man, a, that's fake... a good one. Yeah, yeah I love that. It's it's a Christopher Guest is in that movie. Oh, dude, it's a phenomenal movie. But <laughs> He's it's, fantastic it, in it. From what I gathered from it, it's a mockumentary. It's it's uh, meant to right. look like a documentary, but it's not real. Like it's it's you know. There's comedy. a bunch of them that came out kind of during that time. If you haven't seen it, watch Happy Texas. That's a good one too. Okay, but yeah, dude, it's just hilarious. They have some beautiful birds in this thing, though. They're, they're just showing off like the craziest looking like exotic chickens but there's this dude that you know he says he's an engineer and he's just a car mechanic you know you want to watch the trailer like yeah check it out dude yeah, it's right. a phenomenal movie here's the trailer it's like the westminster of the chickens all the best breeders are here they all bring their best birds they're nitpicking everything. It's the eye color. It's the feather quality. It's the wings, the feet, the toes. It's the whole package. We have a written description of every feather, what it's exactly supposed to be. I've studied my standard of perfection time and time and time again. I've been called obsessive, which, you know, I wouldn't go that far, but. I'm a hatchaholic. They call me that because I hatch a lot of chicks. And the male stands right there and flaps his wings and says, you want a piece of me? You want a piece of me? He didn't like her a bit. What can you do to bump up from third place to first? Some hold grudges against other birds and never forget how mean another bird was. And others are best friends. <laughs> Looks like I'm going to get fertility out of that one. He invites them to dinner. Buck, buck. And he puts his wing out and it's something like this. And then the girls just kind of like know to just drop it. If ever there was a more perfect subject, I never had one. He stood there, it was like Paris Hilton. This would be pretty serious if I won the whole thing. I didn't come here to lose. Look at you. You are a warrior. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's cool, dude. I think it's pretty, pretty badass. Dude, but chicken, it seems like it's fake. chicken people. Fuck. Oh, <laughs> you know these guys. <laughs> these dudes are laying pipe, and these women are freaks, dude. Yeah, if that is a mockumentary, it doesn't need to be because there are pe are enough people yeah. like that. You see it when you go to the fair. You go to like a, a county fair, and you got that. You go to the the chicken barn, and there's the all the the chickens that people have been raising. You know, roosters with tail feathers that are like six or even 12 feet long because they've taken such good care of them to not allow them to lose their feathers. So they just keep growing and that kind of stuff. Like people get really into it. It's like any facet of life. There are people who take it way too seriously. Wait, no, no offense, Bob, if that's you. <laughs> no, 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 I don't take it that seriously, though. I'm trying to get my son into 4-H um, yeah. and, you know, maybe raise a rooster. Um 
because we got some really cool ones. We got some crazy looking breeds and we got some little ones. I got this little teeny tiny rooster. He's probably this big. Full grown. Full he's, grown. Yeah, he's a bantam. Was sold as a bantam, but he's smaller than any bantam I've seen. And he's got a buddy. They're both I think you fit right into this movie, Bob. Bob and his small cock. He can write a book about it. <laughs> I got a big one chickens. too, though. So, I've been raising chickens for a few years. Too. I know a thing or two about chickens, but at the same time, like I don't know breed names. I don't know. You know, I just if if someone has a chicken that they don't want, I'll probably take it and and you know see if it produces eggs. And if it doesn't, then we'll we'll slaughter it. If it's too old, we'll we'll bury it for them and that kind of stuff. But you know, people all the time I meet people and they say, oh, you got chickens? What type? And I'm like, I don't know, barnyard chickens, <laughs> you know, right. and they're like, oh, and they'll the list off different type. types. They want me to describe them and then they'll start guessing at all the names. And I'm like, well, you know, they're really like because we we hatch our own eggs and we've got a lot of different varieties in there. So I don't know. They're just kind of they're the mutts of chickens, <laughs> you know, well, did yeah, you want to talk literally about some- called barnyard mix. You mm-hmm. wanted to talk about some zombies. That'd be some yeah, dope merch to have zombie chickens on a <laughs> yeah. shirt. That'd be <laughs> well, dope. There, there is a movie out there that um, I doubt that any of you guys here have seen called Poultry Geist about zombie <laughs> chickens. It <laughs> like, sounds like a U-L-T-E-R. Yeah. yeah. Poultry. Oh, my God. Poultry Geist. And to top it off, it's a musical. Oh, oh fuck. Oh, I got to check this that. movie out. <laughs> No, I'm not about it. I th- we tried to watch one called Slother House, and it was about uh, a slaughterhouse where a sloth was the killer. Not good. Uh, I just saw one that trailer. Lama I saw the title, one. and I said, "What's Lama- that about?" I watched the trailer and said, "No, nah, I'm good." Yeah. Watch Llama Llamageddon. is great, dude. It was actually fun. Good. Have you seen it, Bob? <laughs> yeah, dude. It's not bad, dude. If you're stoned and you watch this movie, it's hilarious. It's oh, actually it's really amazing. Good. It's amazing. <laughs> These llamas shoot lasers out of their eyes and stuff. It's wild. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like Where's the Sharknado watch? of llamas. Like, it's right. just fucking stupid as fuck. Well, it's good, though, man. I think like some of those movies, dude, like today I watched um, Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay. Like, I was oh, time. yeah. And, smoke weed with George W. Bush. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And like they and Neil Patrick Harris before he was gay and he's like all of he's like a chick magnet in this thing and yeah. just like slaying left and right. And it's it's crazy how this thing came out in 2008. I had to look it up. The second one, the third one's kind of whack. The the very Harold and Kumar Christmas or whatever. First the one first came out in 2004. Legit. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're both great. I think actually the second one's better than the first. But uh, first one came out in 2004. Second one came out in 2008. I graduated in 09. So it was like something that we all watched. It was uh, Guantanamo Bay. And dude, the racial jokes in there. I mean, people that are racially sensitive would see that and turn it off because like they're literally questioning this black dude. And the 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 head of Homeland Security is holding a can of grape soda in front of him and pouring it out, trying to get him to talk. And they're like, dude, I that doesn't bother me. Like the guy is sitting there saying that, and and it's hilarious, dude. And you know the the Chinese or the uh, Korean parents are sitting there speaking perfect English, and they got a translator in there trying to like you know talk with the the dude to to understand what they're saying. It's hilarious, man. And like we can't do that anymore. Comedy's dead, dude. And I actually think horror movies are kind of dead too. Oh, that very well could be. I mean, I used to be a super hardcore horror nerd 
like grown up. I got into it when I was, you know, in elementary school to whatever degree. But then there was a point when I was in like middle school where there were no more horror movies on the shelf at my local rental place that I hadn't seen. You know, it was just oh, that's cool. watching every one I could. It's fun, man. Uh, it's the best genre because you can do so much with it. Dude, what you were talking about, though, right? I, I just saw this clip uh, yesterday, I believe. And it's all cartoons from the 50s that were like mainstream cartoons that you couldn't show today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Out. Go watch it. Go back and watch freaking uh, like Bugs Bunny. That's what this, this is. is oh, this is why, oh, yeah. Watch <laughs> this shit. This is hilarious. It's like a minute. Knows which way you're going to turn. It also announces it. Turning left. Turning left. Turning right. Turning right. It also works with women drivers. <laughs> turning right, uh, no left, uh, right, uh, straight ahead, uh, left, uh, start, uh, no right. <laughs> These new bumpers were built with pedestrians in mind. Just let them try to get away. <laughs> this same model has a glass bottom so that when you hit a pedestrian, you can look down and see if he was a friend of yours. <laughs> Here's something for you younger fellas. An adjustable seat for that bashful date. Just pull the lever. The Indians go for this classic convertible. I fucking remember this one. This sport roadster is very popular in China. This shit. This king-size station wagon will comfortably seat every member of the entire family. You, wife, maid, kids, dog, cat, canary, and the mother-in-law. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I went to a presentation of, gosh, 20 years ago now uh that was called bad bugs and it was this guy who owned a whole bunch of reels of cartoons and he was showing them um and they were all ones that were banned most of them were bugs bunny and warner brothers stuff and he he was talking in between each one and he explained that uh the way the copyright on those worked was if you own the reel you own it you can do anything you want they can ban it all they want but they can't tell you if you own the reel. They want to get it back so they can destroy it or whatever. But he said he had all these, you know, like Daffy Duck. There was like a Daffy Duck cartoon that was called Here Come the Wops. And it was like <laughs> super anti-Japanese. Oh, there was anti-Jewish ones. There were, I mean, it was, it was like, I mean, this was, this was oh, like, dude, a and, and they trope. always used to have like the racist stereotype. Like the Japanese was always like buck tooth and mm -hmm. had no eyes. With just and, the, yeah. Yeah. And like a long Fu Manchu mustache and shit. It was like the rice they, hat, dude. It was yeah. the fucking <laughs> rice hat. And the buck teeth. Too. Yep. Like that, yep. Was, that was the thing. There yeah. in uh Roger Rabbit, they had the, the skit where uh Donald Duck and Daffy Duck were playing. And Donald Duck called Daffy Duck a stupid N-word in it. Like you can hear it when they're doing the piano battle. And that was pretty wild. Someone had to point that out to me. And I thought it was just interesting, man. Yeah, they did that stuff all the time, man. It was it's like uh real low-level programming for kids, you know what I mean? Like just to just to feed the division. Well, and back when they were old enough, they weren't really for kids. You know, they right. were they were just the there was always a cartoon before your movie. You know, you anybody who was going to see movies. So a lot of them were for adults. A lot of them were really war propaganda and things like right. that. That's why, mm -hmm. you know, they wanted to prop us up to hate different people. There were there were also a lot of anti-German uh, cartoons at that thing that I oh, saw. Yeah, uh, it went all the way. It started from like the 30s and it moved its way uh, where there was like uh, anti-Jewish things and that, stuff like that to eventually being anti-German and anti-Japanese. 
but it went all the way up to like 1980s. Uh, they showed a Pecos Bill cartoon kind of as to make a point at the end. This is the most recent stuff. Disney had banned this Pecos Bill cartoon because of cigarette smoking in it. And it was banned. And they said that they would never show it again. So they're showing like, this is what they're banning now, but this is what they've banned. You know, you just had an hour and a half of, of cartoons that they've banned throughout the years for various reasons. Mm-hmm. But most of it really, at the end of the day, most of it was war propaganda for the, for the war, war du jour of, yeah. the, of the time. Well, and what's, what's funny too about it is the prop, the whole propaganda aspect of it all and not realizing that you know and they didn't realize that when they were watching this stuff back in the 50s like they didn't realize they were just being subliminally bombarded with messages and and inundated with propaganda you know in every show just about they just thought it was good content they were like i relate to this like this is stuff that i like and it's great that this movie is showing me this before i actually get to watch my movie and it, it really pushed the stereotypes. And I think that was something they they really uh, focused on with the programming when they got, you know, to not only radio, but then when they got to television, it, I think they ramped it up even more. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah, over here, at least in the U.S. I can't speak for abroad and how it's used other other places. But here, I mean, think about all the stereotypes you can think about and. I mean, and, and it's gotten less and less in, in the mainstream over the last 20 years. Um, but, you know, 80s, 70s, go from the 50s, 50s to the early 90s. Forget about it. You get away. Forget with about it. Yeah, you, there's you, a lot of things you can get away Italian. with. You can't get away with now. And that's one of the things that sucks about that is because what, what's taken the biggest hit is comedy. Right. Yeah. They, they don't make any of those good just stupid funny comedy movies anymore because now somebody gets offended and and you know the last the last one that really got a lot of heat was that remember the one that seth rogan made about uh north korea yeah the one that supposedly shut down sony and all that shit because they got held hostage and hacked and all this so that Mm. is and it wasn't even that funny. Sure. <laughs> no, it wasn't, wasn't that any great. Good. It was. Garbage. I went out of my way to see that because it was banned in the moment. I don't know if it still is. Yeah. Or some. There, it was banned at, on some level at the time. So I was like, oh, I got to see that. And then I watched it. and I was like, was well, yeah. Now it's on Netflix, you know. And it, it's almost like it was a marketing ploy. The whole oh, time, absolutely. You know? Well, it was part of that whole distraction with Sony. You know that I, I don't have the. I don't remember the detail specifics of it, but there was that giant Sony hack. Right. And that was mm-hmm. right around the same time that a couple celebrities, iClouds got hacked and nudes got leaked. Oh, yeah. The fappening, they called it, right? Yep. It, it was. <laughs> I <laughs> swear. I think that's what they called it. Yeah. Like, no, it was, you're absolutely right. I but believe it was, that, this, yeah. it was a really weird time. And then all of a sudden, you haven't heard anything about it since. And when's the last time you saw a leak of nudes? You know, it just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Jennifer that's... Lawrence's pictures were great, though. I will say that. That was notch. Uh, fun thing to see the the closest Uh, thing to like news leaks now is you know you'll you'll see reporters caught behind the behind the scenes like talking about how they think covid's bullshit you know or something um you know you had you had that one 
lady talking about uh, Epstein and not being able to bust that open because um, because it would lose their connections to being able to report on the on the royal family, stuff like that. But not big stuff. Well, Chud, we're going to get to see him a lot more because you know what's coming here in the United States is that good old election season. So we're going to get to see a lot, a lot of stuff. Uh, It's going to be fun to watch. Get I, I your like lube and tissues ready. It's Thinking of the zombies, man. That's the zo- election years are the are the zombie apocalypse here. Oh, it is. Jesus, man. bunch of mindless fucking retards going and voting for their slave owners. Well, it's even so even before though, Bob, for the next year, you know, come especially come turn of the year, they're going to start stirring up the emotion, right? So they can oh, start yeah. the division on both sides and get everybody all fired up and. All amped up and charged. October for... surprise always comes around, right? Yeah, that'll be fun to see what, what yeah, the who's, October who's surprise is. is. It well, that's year. a year from now, though. I know, yeah, right? So there's a lot of shit that's going to happen between now and then, and I can oh, only yeah. imagine what kind of fucked up October right. surprises they would do. Now. now, now, can we talk about these assholes that are that keep saying, "Oh, there's going to be no election. There's going to be no election." You know, I, all this I've shit. Heard that narrative. It, it's the oh they keep saying it over and over because there's going to be a war and they're going to use the War Powers Act. Oh, and it's, you know they've talked about this so many times throughout. I'm my so life over it, Chud. It's that it's never, and no, it's not a thing. These people <laughs> that say you know oh over the next 72 hours something big's going to happen. I can't when, tell you what, but my sources <laughs> are telling me. Something when, big is happening. When Bush was up for election the second time, his second term, there was so much talk of that the election was not going to happen. That he was going to pull strings. He was going to there. There we were going to put. He was going to put us into a, a current hot war state on our soil. Cancel the now, election just to well, keep they just him said, in office. Hey, they just said that about Trump. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. now, if anyone <laughs> were to try and pull it off, would you not put it past that administration? I, I mean, suppose. that that was the administration that would that would have done it and had no problem with it. They didn't give a shit. I mean, uh, oh wait, <laughs> are you talking the Bush one? Yeah, with yeah, Bush and I, Cheney I, and that. I believed crew. it. I I I parroted that that talking point. That's why I remember it so well. Cause I thought that I was a hundred percent certain <laughs> that, that he was going to continue to be our president. And then it wouldn't, that he wouldn't. Well, be no, I, well the, he stole the economy in. was in such shit though. He didn't have the support. Someone like Donald Trump would have the support to be able to pull it off. Well, and that's what they said about the whole J six thing, right? Like their, their big thing was that not only was it disputing and trying to overturn the election, but once overturned, Trump was going to become king of the United States, right? And never right. allow another election to take place like this. It was. Well, they said that with Obama, yeah. too. Yes. They, yeah. they thought he was going to go the Hitler route. It's, so that's what Hitler did. It's, the yeah, it's this fear they don't Whatever understand. team is losing has been saying this forever. <laughs> well, you know? and, and, and hey, this is a perfect segue into the whole fucking I concept of zombies, because right. one of the things that, you know, and, and Chud, thank you for giving me that heads up on uh, Day of the Dead, because oh, yeah. I got into it a little bit. And then I was like, dude, I can't stomach this anymore. I'm like, I'm fucking out. But. The whole idea of zombies, right? And humans. And one of the things that I noticed in the little bit I did watch is that the humans' major flaw or weakness was emotion. 
And the zombie's strength, in essence, is that they have no emotion. They just keep going forward. They just keep moving, you know? And the zombies are kind of like the parasite class. Mm -hmm. They slowly take you over, right? And then you become them. And that's kind of what happens in these zombie movies is anybody that gets touched by the zombies becomes one. Right. And, And the big fight against them. So... You know, this whole idea of emotion and and being and that's what they play on today, right? They know through all the MK Ultra studies and all that, they know how to play our emotions. And that's what they've done, you know, <laughs> say ever how long, you know. I mean, pick a number. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting too, because zombie zombie movies have been around for a really long time. Um they for a long time, they didn't exist as we as we know them today. Yeah, you might hear people say George Romero invented the zombie genre, which he was the director of Day of the Dead. Um, but that's not that's not true as far as the term goes. Uh, there were movies like uh, uh, White Zombie, which was in like like the 1930s with Bela Lugosi. Uh, but there, but these movies was always mind control. It was always Haitian voodoo mind control, right? Like in the case of White Zombie. He, he runs a sugar plantation and he, I can't remember if he raises them from the dead or just hypnotizes people and turns them into slaves. And when he dies, they're all broken free of this, of this spell at the end. Spoiler alert, in case you didn't see that movie yet since 1935 (laughs) or whatever. Uh, But, um, but there were, there were plenty of movies. Zombie was always associated with voodoo and mind control right sometimes back from the dead but not necessarily at all it wasn't until in 1967 george romero went to make his first movie which uh was called night of the flesh eaters and he made this it was very different type of movie it was set in a rural location you know not an extravagant location um and it was about ghouls as as he put it when he when they were making it they they were ghouls that came back from the graves and craved human flesh until their head was destroyed now that's the prototype for a zombie right but how did that get how did how did that jump happen well that was like 1967 they made night of the flesh eaters when in 1968 they completed the film and it went to go out for distribution a bunch of people saw it and they saw that hey man this guy caught lightning in a bottle this movie could be huge but night of the flesh eaters is a little freaky of a title so we because we wanted they wanted to put it on tv they wanted to put it everywhere but night of the flesh eaters would kind of turn people off so he sent in a list of names and one of them was night of the living dead they chose night of the living dead the, the studio shot the uh, the title card. They reshot the title card to say Night of the Living Dead instead of Night of the Flesh Eaters. And that, that title card had the copyright on it. They took the copyright off when they did that. A few months later, as the film took off and was huge, they weren't getting any paychecks. They said, oh, sorry, you didn't properly copyright the film. It wasn't mentioned anywhere in the print. So that was already out at tons of theaters. It was catching on. It was going from from being in drive-ins and sleaze theaters to being in all the theaters. It was already starting to be picked up by television stations. By the following Halloween, it was on almost every local television station that was playing a horror movie, was playing this free film that was available to everyone called Night of the Living Dead. And 
as the public saw that, as a lot of more people were seeing it, they were all comparing it to these zombie movies that they'd seen previously because of these mindless creatures. But they never called them zombies within that. And thus is born that concept that it changed not all movies. I mean, it, it actually it had a pretty big impact on all horror films, I think. But specifically that zombie genre, the needing a bullet to the head that comes from a being that comes back from the dead and is craving human flesh or as it gets dialed in through time, human brains. Right. So, is you know, you got to ask yourself, is that a fluke that that got out there to that level that it could even be misinterpreted by so many people? Well, uh, and it's it's kind of along the lines of a manifestation or an adaptation of a vampire. Right. With the vampire, mm-hmm. you had to you had to uh, use a stake through the heart versus a bullet. You know, they were looking for blood versus brains. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of this myth to these characters, too. And that was one of the things I wanted to ask you is where did the concept of the zombie even come from? Yeah. So that's what that's that's part of what I want to get at here with. I mean, maybe you guys can have some insight. I don't think that that concept of the living dead, specifically craving human flesh or brains and needing its brain to be destroyed, to be killed, and even more so coming in hordes all of the dead coming back to life that I don't think that exists in the ancient religions. I don't think it exists in the, in the myths or, or anything, you know, maybe started with a Frankenstein. Well, but that's only one. It exists in Judaism. Right. right. And it also exists uh, in, um, it exists in cosmism. It's, it's in Judaism. Like they talk about that shit, but how, but how do they talk about all of the dead coming back? Yeah. As, as flesh, as as flesh and blood, I want to say, uh, uh, creatures, um, or is it that they? Because it seems to me, like just off the top of my head, you know, like I can think of of. I mean, there's plenty of examples of old stories that involve someone or a group of people coming back, but for it to be, because like something else that kind kind of combines in this is that zombies are a pandemic, right? Right. It's a disease. It's an uncontrollable disease that gets out there. Right. And if somehow yeah, I mean, like kills the body but leaves the mind to function the body. Some yeah, shit. and you can you can Dude. chop it up all you want, but if you don't destroy that brain, it's still gonna be it's hey, got this primal instinct to eat. Check this out. So a uh real zombies reported in medical journals. Okay, so we have a 1997 article in the British medical journal, The Lancet, described three verifiable accounts of zombies. In one case, a Haitian woman who appeared to be dead was buried in a family tomb only to uh, reappear three years later. An investigation uh, revealed that her tomb was filled with stones and her parents agreed to admit her to a local hospital. Hmm. That's voodoo shit. Yeah. Yeah, Asian voodoo. Man. I think voodoo is real, dude. Yeah, it's and that's what voodoo I mean, shit. If that you look seems up to be the base of this, this yeah, whole man. thing, it really stems. Now they did say here that it there was some uh, folklore about it in the ancient Greeks, but they said that it basically came from the 17th century when mm-hmm. the West African slaves were brought in uh, over to Haiti. Zombie Jesus, man. Yep. Yeah, well, I mean, Jesus up- is a case of a zombie, right? You know, coming yeah. back from the dead. Except it's again, it's one. It's not all of them. 
you know, that's, but if you that's look like, up uh, zombies on like even like Wikipedia, they'll show it in religions and they do have it in Judaism big time. Like it's a huge okay. thing in Judaism, like uh, like the masses and also the fucking uh, what do they call? What do the Christians call the reckoning when you all float up to heaven? What is that shit called? The uh, the apocalypse rapture, the rapture, okay. the rapture. Yeah, it's <laughs> similar to that. You know what I mean? Well, there's also shit like uh, Army of Darkness, like the Necronomicon, right? About raising the dead. There should be a section a- if this is zombies, Matt. There should be a section on religion, and or in religion, and it'll show like the Judaism. Because what what I when I started really looking into this and how I tied it in with like cosmism and stuff was I I found this guy's work. There's George Romero. Um, found this yeah. guy's work named Matthew North. And he has a great video where you he's can dead, find him. By like, the way. Yeah, he's dead. Um, supposedly, he died because everyone was giving him so much shit about talking shit about uh, Alex Jones and Joe Rogan. Um, he killed himself. And he had hmm. some really, really interesting work. Maybe it's not in there, I guess. Um. But he had some really interesting work where he was talking about all this and he was talking he was showing clips of Ben Shapiro talking about how this is huge in Judaism and all this just wild stuff dude and it's it's almost like transhumanist adjacent but it's kind of going back and and the CIA has papers uh and like documents all these things about how psychedelics could possibly embalm the human brain and so if you do enough psychedelics throughout your life and then you die. If you've done psychedelics enough, your brain is still alive for a certain amount of time after you're dead, like a, a long fucking time. So it was just a really interesting series of things that I was looking at. It's it's a you know, I wish that we had a short video that we could watch about it, but it's about a two hour long presentation that this kid does. And uh, it's fascinating, man. He's got like straight up like clips and and he ties all these different things together with uh, things that Alex Jones says, things that joe rogan says and it's all about bringing people back from the dead and the the end goal is immortality for the elites that's why they're trying to figure out how to bring people back from the dead that's the first step if you can revive someone back from the dead then you can apply that to someone that's already living and they don't have to die in the first place that's like that whole school of thought well it's uh it's like the the show altered carbon where your consciousness right, is like right. on a disc and you can just change bodies and shit. Like I think that's ultimately like if there is a goal, I don't know if I believe any of this nonsense anymore. Um, but I think you're right, it's definitely eternal life, however they can get it. I I have different theories on why they're doing it, but um, they don't want to go to hell if hell's a real place you know what i mean or just the, hell, but... the next place i mean hell is just a word for something we don't know about we don't right. understand right like that's nobody knows what hell is nobody's been there and come back and described it so uh, we could be in it now well, i don't know have you seen that <laughs> uh that golfer guy that guy that was fighting with the people and he stole their golf ball he said he'd been to heaven i don't know if you remember that matt <laughs> Remember mm-hmm. that where he was like, "You want to test God? This is someone that's been to heaven, bitch." You don't remember that? <laughs> like I heard the audio to that. <laughs> <laughs> it was wild. This guy likes. You don't remember that, Matt? No, no, absolutely. Yeah, where oh. he got in the fight. Yeah, oh, <laughs> he yeah. almost got in a fight with his like family. It seemed like over a golf ball. But yeah, he said he'd been to heaven. I trust him. Oh, of course, <laughs> dude. I trust all those. <laughs> sure, man. Why not? <laughs> 
So on this whole concept of zombies, one of the things that I've always has always fascinated me, not only about zombies and, and the concept of the zombie movie, you see it in a lot of a lot of the programming is this idea of the fate of humanity resting on a few. Right. Right. There's, yeah. There's this group or a, a select few that are going to save us when something goes wrong. Sure. That's for and sure. It's always irked me because, you know, again, it's along that whole cue, trust the plan logic where don't act on yourself. Rely on these superheroes that will save you. Well, you know, as the as like zombie movies rolled along from that from that Night of the Living Dead in, in 60, 68, um, it became more of a zombie apocalypse kind of a, a, a deal where there's only a few left. It's like not even that a few are going to save you. There's only a few who can save themselves even. Um, because we jump from from Night of the Living Dead, uh, then George Romero made Dawn of the Dead in '78, where he suddenly made the the zombies were were very aggressive, instead of being you know more uh, you know like slow walking arms out, they started becoming running at you and and doing anything a single minded uh, task of trying to kill you. And that led up to in, 90, in 1985 when he made D- Day of the Dead. There's only 12 people in that movie because it's taking place in the future after uh, like a scientist. And it says that they're outnumbered 400,000 to one. Um, there's there's 400,000 zombies to each of them, assuming that there are other small pockets of people like themselves. Um, are we finding more here with the with, with religion? Oh, yeah. I'm just going through here while you're talking. I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm just, uh, you know, oh, no, you're all good. Um, yeah, because by what I really what what I really liked rewatching this movie was we're deep into the apocalypse. It, it, you can hear from what I'm saying, too. I don't know if any of you guys watched Walking Dead or any of that. Yeah. How many seasons did that end up going? Because I, I always like say it's about 7,000 hours. 35. Yeah, I got to like eight and then I tapped out. I, I don't I was, even know if I made it. I was probably out. somewhere around there, too. <laughs> it's uh, it it. But you can see that that setup is there with that. It's like deep in the future and it's people trying to figure out well, what's our next move? Cause we're not going to get anywhere just doing what we're doing. And there's of those 12 people, they're kind of divided into three factions. You've got the military guys and the military guys are there to protect the scientist guys. And then there's a couple of civilians and the militants kind of share a philosophy of kill them all, kill all the zombies. We need to kill them all. The scientists are saying, First of all, that's stupid. You don't have enough ammunition. It's like it's it's impossible. You're, you're too outnumbered. But besides, we don't want to kill them. We want to study them. We want to figure this out. We want to try to save the zombies. We want to try to enslave them, really, is what he's getting at. Because he's, he's talking about their brain. If we can kill the part of the brain that's making them crave flesh, then we would have like perfect soldiers, right? <laughs> is, is, yeah, is they, like many a... consider them just to be broken humans, right? They're not, they're not dead. They're just broken humans. And, it, and like you're saying, if they can tweak them a little bit and make them not so broken, you have the perfect archetype for a soldier right there. 
And then in this one, you got two civilians. One's a drunk and one's a stoner. <laughs> and uh, they're the they're the communications officer or the guy who's who's, who's the communications technician and then the, the helicopter pilot. And these two, they're like laughing at the other two factions. There's like, no, we don't agree with any of you guys. We want to get to an island where these things aren't and live our lives. We want to restart and rebuild and try to start civilization. There's a there's an incredible speech from the uh, from the the helicopter pilot Flyboy is his name in the movie, and uh, he's got this fake Jamaican accent that would blow your mind. As he goes on, he's they're down in this underground military bunker, and he's showing them all these records that are kept down there. He's talking about how this. These records, they've kept track of all of the earthquakes and all the volcanoes, and they've kept track of all the, the food production and all these things that have happened within our civilization. And where did it get us? Here, right now, where you scientist people are just trying to collect more data to store down here for no one. And he says that he sees this as the creator telling them to stop trying to figure it out. He says... The stars have been in the sky where they are for as long as they have been. And it's not man's place to try to figure that out. And you guys, by trying to solve the zombie problem, are trying to do that. And, well, and one of the other things, Chud, that I found interesting is the use of the, the female character, Sarah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, when, and whenever you see that, I saw that in, in Day of the Dead. And then also in Terminator, you see this. And, and I was like, oh, our buddy good buddy drew missing you know when you guys rye when you guys do the uh the movie review the conspiracy theater 3000 with bob and drew love doing those uh his thing is looking at the name right and the etymology of the name and i thought this one was interesting because sarah is princess or noble woman lady or happy a woman of high rank and then you get into it and she's obviously a major character in the old testament being that she was abraham's wife you know and the origin her name is uh obviously biblical wife of abraham but it's also the meaning of noble woman or princess she's genetically the feminine name there is no masculine variations of that either which so she's this very strong woman archetype that you get in this and that's exactly what the Sarah character is in this movie. You know, she's she's the last remaining woman that we know of. Yep. And she is she's a scientist and she's the one she's trying to talk sense into these civilians saying, no, you know, you're, you're on our side, not on their side. And that's when the guy's laughing, going, no, I'm not on I'm not on either of your sides because I want to live like you guys don't want to live. You guys want to live down here. But doesn't that data. sound familiar about what's going on right now? Yeah. Right. And that's, they and want that's exactly you to it. choose the side. But most of us are like, no, we just want to live. We want people to stop dying. How do we well, figure out that? Why isn't that option three? It's, it's almost the way I see it as mm-hmm. us, the outsiders in the conspiracy type world, right? Everyone else is zombies. And then there's a bunch of us over here who are opting to not be a part of that zombie horde. Right. Then you have different factions within that. There's the ones who just want to fucking kill everyone who's not who's not awake. <laughs> if they're not awake, they need to die. AKA Christian, who, you know, the ones that- <laughs> who want right. There's the ones who want to save them. They're like, no, 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 no. We can we can wake everyone up. And then there's me. 
where I just want to, I'm with the Jamaican guy. I want to get stoned and go onto a fucking Island where I don't see any of this shit. I don't want to know about COVID and masks. (laughs) You know, I don't want to convince them to take them off. I just want to be gone. Yeah. I don't want that a part of my reality. Right. Right. Yeah. What if we're the zombies though, because we don't want any part of it. Hmm. I'm I'm open to that. It's the the reason so the, that it's it, the zombie horde. It is yeah, the we are, we are right. I I would agree with you in the sense that we are the zombies to the parasites, right? Sure. Because we put up the most resistance and give them the most hassle in a sense. In the know? case of this particular movie, though, where the zombies are the there's four hundred thousand to one, right? We're not four hundred thousand to the to the one. <laughs> We're the one. <laughs> For for like if we just say for masks or well, but if you compare us Chud to the parasite class, I would say it's more like four hundred thousand to one. Well, I also think a lot of people are starting to get onto the side of like where we were, you know, and and not that we're so far ahead or anything. I think that you know everyone back in twenty twenty was a conspiracy theorist, quote unquote. You know what I mean? Like everyone was getting into that. That's why you or or as Jimmy Dore says, we like to read. Yeah, exactly. Like that was the thing. People started researching and people started not trusting. I mean, you know, I can't go to a gas station here in Tucson, Arizona without seeing a Biden sticker. Like it looks like a Joe Biden sticker and it says, I did that. And he's pointing at the price of the gas. They put them on ours here, too. I love it. Yeah, they're everywhere. So, I mean, most people think the way that we do. Um, And then before we move too far away from it, did you say Sarah was like a super uh, feminine name? Sarah? Yeah. So it's interesting, dude. I looked it up and, you know, I always like doing things backwards, looking at shit backwards and Haras, you know, Sarah spelled backwards in Arabic is a dude ranch, like a dude farm, like a stud farm, you know, for <laughs> male horses. So that's like very masculine. I thought that yeah. was kind of fun. You know what I mean? Like just like backwards, flipping it around. You get uh, you get a bunch of uh, horse sperm, I guess. <laughs> so you know that's Sarah, something horse works both all ways. The same. <laughs> yeah yeah so think twice before you name somebody sarah i guess <laughs> hopefully no one has any daughters named sarah i don't mean no offend but it's uh, my grandma's name sarah too so that's uh, sarah does not mean horse jizz by the way that's it's the inversion of it it's the opposite yeah. it's horse <laughs> semen in opposition exactly which is very beautiful <laughs> the inversion of horse jizz is sarah <laughs> <laughs> yeah man no yeah like i said my grandma's name sarah she would not uh enjoy me saying that i'm sure well you know uh with my with my little analogy there of those three factions if we do see it from the point of view i was saying where the the, the masses are not those three factions like i don't i honestly i understand the position that anybody's in on either of those other i i say i'm the opt out i'm the leave me the fuck alone libertarian like guy who says just leave me alone and i don't give a shit what you do uh but i do get like trying to change people like um i've i've just been worn down from that from from decades not from these last three years it was in fact the last three years is like where i was just like yeah i'm not even trying i'm not trying to convince anybody to fucking take their mask off they're gonna fucking do it and you know it's it's really great like i love I kind of hear some optimism. I don't know if you mean to be optimistic there, Ryan, but I hear that with the way you're talking about everybody kind of woke up. A lot of people woke up. Everybody became a conspiracy theorist in 2020, but that's not that great to me at the, at the end of the day, because I kind of thought that in 2019, right? I thought, man, more and more people know that taxation is theft. 
man, more and more people are fucking seeing this shit. Like, I'm not as afraid to say I'm an anarcho-capitalist now as I was 10 years before that, where it was like people were afraid of that kind of thing. But I saw people getting better and better and better. And then on March 13th of 2020, and uh, Donald Trump said lockdown, and it was like everybody turned on me. <laughs> I felt like people who were like coming to me, people who were doing better. And now in 2023, like I hear people, I've heard uh, Jimmy Dore type people, if not him himself, uh, talking about how they can't pull COVID on us again because too many people are awake now. Too many people know that masks were ineffective and, you know, they'll go down the list. Right. But I kind of still think, I mean, I'd love to be proven wrong, but I think that if Joe Biden comes out and says, hey, state of emergency, masks, social distance, people on both the right and the left are all going to throw their masks on and, and do what they're told. Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd love to think that we're making progress, but really, I just want to I want to go full Ted Kaczynski <laughs> and be in a cabin in the middle of nowhere. Ted Kaczynski on a on a paradise island. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> Right. Yeah, He's writing memoirs. At the same time, I'm on a hundred <laughs> uh, over a hundred years of my family living on this property, so I ain't fucking going nowhere. You know, like I'm I'm standing my ground. I'm 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 a survivalist, and I'm armed, and I'm not I'm not moving. <laughs> you know, I'm not really going to a paradise island or even a cabin in the woods. The only thing that's going to get me there is to like actually be forced at the life of my family out off of here, and that's going to take a lot of force hey, another phenomenal movie that you just mentioned there cabin in the woods i don't know if you guys seen that and like the oh, yeah, undertones yeah. of that movie like what they're talking about in that film is wild like how a sacrifice needs to be take carried out like every oh, yeah yeah year and and they get to choose their own destiny and how things go down and there's this that elite cool society it unfolded really well like where you think it's one thing and then you start seeing glimpses of something else and then yeah dude yeah, like yeah. these people no, are out like in nature and and you know it turns out there's like these scientists and and all these things like these people that are controlling the atmosphere and they're releasing like you know like dumbed down chemicals out in the forest and stuff like that that make these people seem stupid and then you know the the thing that i think is ironic is the stoner is the one that saves them all because him smoking weed is is immunizing him to all the shit that they're doing you know like all the chemicals that they're trying to carry out and stuff but that was another one that we watched the other day and it's just an interesting concept where i mean dude there's so much truth in these things even and really what it is is like there there's a nephilim that are that they're trying to please there's these old ones the ancient ones that they call them and they're living underground and shit goes sideways and they don't carry out the sacrifices properly. And, you know, the end of the movie would have you believe that, you know, in this reality, the world ends. And, and, and like who that. do you think these parasites are, you know, worshiping? I, I, I don't. It's, it's something fake. I, I don't think it's it's real, dude. You know what I mean? I don't think so. Just some some bullshit, something that they think is real. You know, I don't know. Do you think that they that they're actually worshiping something real? I think they're worshiping. I think the possibility is there for sure. The, the spirits of old, you know, like you're talking about. I think that's who they. I think they do worship the Nephilim and 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 the the fallen angels. Yeah, but Bale, so like Moloch. Bob, you 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 always talk about how you don't believe in like a god or anything like that. Why would the Nephilim be real or the old ones be real if man? I, know, god isn't. 
I, it's just theories to me, man. It's just fun things to think about. I don't hold any of it as true. Right. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think some things lean to be more realistic or more likely, I guess, you know, okay. kind of Schrodinger's reality. What's and then Occam's razor all at the same time. Right. So like what's most likely I, I always lean towards simulation theory, but you know, are there gods, which again, it's just a term for things we don't understand. It could be sure. people like us that just have technology. We don't have, um, but is it a creator or a God or gods? You know, sure. I, 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 I don't see why that couldn't be something. I just don't think they're worth worshiping if there are gods. Bob, um, I think this would fall under what you often say of of uh, different things is that it can neither be proved nor disproved. Right. You know, that what, what we might be able to prove, I don't think we actually will, but uh, is that they are worshiping these things, right? But right. whether or not those things are real, that's that's i just don't i don't think that that will ever even come close to being able to be proved nor disproved until we see some god being come out of the sky nobody's gonna fucking actually believe it i don't even think christians actually believe it until that shit happens when when i say it can't be proved nor disproved it's the same with simulation or christianity or any of these types of things unless it comes down if if the if reality continues on in the way we've seen it for my lifetime and and or at least my lifetime that's all i can speak for then we don't we can't prove nor disprove it it's uh you know we need to see god peer through the clouds (laughs) we need to to uh have the part of the program fail and see ones and zeros in the sky or you know we need we need something something to happen that's not within uh i guess i want to say our realm of reality as, as I've known it to right. prove or disprove anything. Right. It's kind of cool just to go through life without even caring to about that shit. You know, like I think that some of the, like, you know, some, some really smart people out there are usually very depressed because they're obsessed with trying to figure out where we come from. And it's like, who gives a fuck where we really, I, I really don't care where we come from personally. Again, um, the Jamaican in this movie, you know, he's saying, We've spent all of our, we spent the, the culmination of human civilization came to that. We still don't know why the stars are in the sky where they're at. That is not a human problem to solve. Right. That is the creator's problem or not. I don't think he says problem, but that's the creator's deal. Like we're, we're supposed to leave that alone. We're supposed to live <laughs> right. our lives. Right. We're just supposed to use it as the clock that it's meant to be. That's, is that, is it. that the I gift mean, and the curse of so knowledge? For keeping time and navigating. You know, is is that the gift and the curse of knowledge? You know, the 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 forbidden fruit that you know now that's the price we pay is that we worry about more than what we should. But maybe that's it, right? Is before we didn't question things, and now we do. Yeah, like before it was just accepted. You know, we didn't we didn't really question the reality that was before us, and then we ate the fruit of the tree of knowledge and. We started questioning the existence of everything, yep. and that's really what what of knowledge sometimes the knowledge <laughs> is our damnation. That's sometimes the hell referred it, to as the knowledge is, of good and evil, right? You know, yeah. It's uh, like if we 
those chickens that you that you love so much, Bob, and I do too. I'm not I'm not picking on you about the chickens, but those animal <laughs> animals out there, animals, I don't think they're wondering where they came from. I don't think they're wondering how the stars got into the sky. I don't even think they're wondering how that water got in front of them that's keeping them hydrated. Or do they even think it's keeping them hydrated? Or is it simply there's water I drink? Right. Right. And to think that we know what's going through their heads, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, they got a small brain. And then you see them do complicated shit. And it's like, wait a minute, man, there's something more going on there. You see a dog dreaming and chickens do, too, by the way. Um, But, well, it's like, what's there? What's what's doing that? And they're very pattern oriented, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's an internal clock to them that they work with. That is a natural clock versus, you know, what we work in, which is an unnatural clock that is based on their system. Right. So, you know, Matt, you know, I've been thinking about that a bit lately with the pat, the word you use pattern, because I've always kind of thought that, but I'm kind of breaking that now. And I'm thinking that they it's less of a pattern. It's less that they expect the same thing at the same time every day as it is. I wonder if like Bob's talking about this, the sky is a clock. Do they know? when it's noon just based on the sun and things like that without looking at it it's just when when the sun's going this direction it means it's in the south therefore we're halfway through the day um like i started thinking about this because of the because of the equinox and the equal day and night and i was like man i feel like nature takes a turn when we start having longer nights than day it's it's one way where we have longer daylight than we have night Then they get to be about equal for the equinox. And then suddenly it starts going in the other direction. And that's when I I think that maybe these like low key observations that these animals are making, that's when the squirrels start to really store their nuts away. That's when they start making up their nest where they're going to be chilling for the winter. That's when, you know, all these, all these different, different animals, whether that's when birds start realizing they need to fly South um you know they, whatever dude, they all know is. this realm way better than we do that's, they are that's more when, closely connected to this realm than we will ever well, see in our lifetime they have to right it's their survival instinct if they don't notice the little uh keys around them that's immediate death you know and that's the amazing thing about nature especially when you're looking at the animal kingdom is that they have to be in tune with everything around them or it means there's no survival. I mean, I've been thinking about, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Uh, I haven't talked about it on any podcasts either, but you know, thinking about humans and our, what I believe is a susceptibility to um, subliminal messaging, mind control, things like that. Yeah. I, I asked myself, why, why is it if we watch a Disney movie, why do I think that we can be programmed by that, by things that aren't, obvious in it it's because our 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 subconscious is like picking up on these little details that are all over all through all these news programs or movies or whatever it is that we take in why were we designed that way well maybe it's because we used to live in a much more natural state where we were so observant of the minute things that were going on around us we always knew whether or not we could eat anything there was never a question. You never ate something you couldn't eat because you observed the other humans around you, the other animals around you, 
maybe we could even see vibrations that we can't see anymore. Um, you know, we could look at a, at a berry and see a vibration and be like, nope. We look at color. an apple and we look at an apple or a color or, or the color like indicators. That. Right. And yep. We were observing these, these things on, on a subcon. Like we didn't think about it. like that. And, and that now the powers that should not be that are out there there, they know that we still have these, these abilities, these like really, really fine tuned abilities to pick up on things. And they're like, let's program that. I got right. make a horde of zombies. It's all knowing what, <laughs> we're instinctually capable of and then manipulating it in their favor right like we have these instinctual things but we've been so distracted and and drawn to things to fill that instinct that aren't what we're supposed to be doing that it now it just has to be constant and that's why we have just constant distraction constant shit everywhere Everything's always got to be changing. There's a new thing to pay attention to, and it's all to keep us from that instinctual reaction. Yeah. I mean, you can program animals to do stuff like like uh, humans are programmed to do, right? Like, uh, of course. You know, the, the same way that we, that we, you know, the, the analogy that you used, Chad, uh, the Disney movie programming, you can do that same thing with a rat or a dog or anything. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a matter of figuring out how they tick and what, you know, they respond to and then doing it. So yeah, man, I think that that's pretty interesting too, for sure. The vibrational stuff is wild to think about. Yeah. That's, that's kind of taking it to, to a next level. I I actually, I started thinking about this. Gosh, it was more than a year ago. I don't know how long ago it was. I was talking uh, on the world as it is today. We had Monica Perez on and I was kind of going in a direction of thinking like, you think humans used to be able to see vibrations and, and resonance? And I was kind of asking a question along the lines of what I'm proposing here. And her immediate response was, oh, yeah. Before I even got there, she was like, oh, yeah. Humans are so are so good at, at observing other humans that they would have known everything they could eat simply by looking at their parents and their brothers and their sisters and stuff like that. And it took... I've been stewing on that for, for like a year now. And I, I kind of, I I'm kind of into it. You know, I kind of think that we used to have, and it's just been deadened. Maybe it's deadened by things that are being sprayed in the sky and poisons that we eat and stuff like that as well. But it's largely being deadened by the loud noise. For one thing, we're all constantly hearing a loud noise, right? Like hmm. we can all accept that right. Without, without thinking too hard on that, just, civilization making noise right if we somehow could go to a time where there's no humans all of a sudden like think about a a deafening silence that we would hear there's no cars there's no trains there's no airplanes there's no uh televisions electricity moving through wires all of that kind of stuff like we we have there must be a loud buzzing buzzing general rumbling that's going on that's got to be clouding us right there alone then on top of that we're all talking to each other we're talking about stupid shit like zombies <laughs> um, <laughs> we're uh you know we're 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 we've all got smartphones in our hands and televisions on we've got you know ovens cooking and lights on and just all these things all of that's going to make noise right like we have to be sitting in a soup of noise that we can't even hear we can't even hear it because we're so used to it. It's the invisible rainbow stuff, right? 
Yeah, sure. Like, there's just there's yeah. vibrations and shit everywhere around us that we can't see. There are uh. so many vibrations. How could we possibly see the vibration of that ver- berry that's going to tell us whether or not it's poison or edible? Right. If if we could do that in the first place. Well, and that's an interesting thing too because one of the things that I saw recently is now, uh, I believe it's the FDA is offering up a $12,000 frequency treatment for cancer where they will (laughs) use frequency to uh, kill tumors and such. Dude, there's been books being written about frequencies killing cancer for over a hundred years. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you go, you look at Rife, you know, his machine, it's, it goes way back. But if you, you know, which led me to believe even more, if we look at the, cathedrals or churches that tend to have been healing centers and what did they use they used frequency they used vibrations they used uh, sacred geometry in the shape of the building and such they used copper and and we know metals and things like that too and and the more i look into it the more it's leading me down the road that these things weren't churches or places of worship they were healing centers they they were you know, places yeah. to get together to get your shit together, basically, and get in tune with. I'm so into that. Yeah, I was even hearing a thing recently about uh, organs, you know, pipe organs. Yep. And that those are healing for your organs, right? Yeah. We call it an organ. And that instead of having keys on them and stuff, they used to be pipes inside of these cathedrals with windows designed in the shapes and space and places that they are. To allow God's breath, the wind, to come through and go through those pipes and create not, you know, music as we want to make come out of them, but instead just tones and vibrations specifically to heal your organs. So you would pray for the proper breath of God in order to heal yourself, which is a fucking far out idea and I well, and, but if you think about it, <laughs> right. your body is full of water and water resonates. Right. Mm -hmm. And our body has a certain frequency that it resonates it at optimally. And why would it not operate optimally if the frequency around it was matching that? Right. I mean, that's one of those things where if if we understand the the frequency that our body gives off because we are essentially a machine, you're going to be able to connect that. And it's got to put you in a healthier state than one that we're in where you're in disarray or you're bombarded with non-natural uh vibrations or frequencies which is essentially what wi-fi is instead of being at ease it puts you at dis-ease exactly yep and that's the name of the game right and we've talked i mean i had a post up the other day that the number three cause of death in in america right now is medical malpractice and pharmaceuticals and I'd, i'd say it's probably even a little higher because of the opioid crisis, right? If you include oh, that sure. as farming, yeah, cause of death. Well, and they don't they don't call they don't call vaccine deaths in into that no. group either. Well, so, we can't count. We're so Bob, it we, only didn't even happen, Bob. What it are you talking climb. about? De- yeah. Defining the cause of death as as we've really seen in the last well, not so much the last three years, but three years ago, like in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, you know. It, cause of death doesn't mean shit <laughs> what it says it what does they say. though when you're trying to push an agenda chud oh, right 100%. like in the 80s when it was aids or hiv deaths and you know now in 2020 when it was covid deaths and mm-hmm. 
someone flies off their motorcycle and gets wrecked and they died of COVID because they died with COVID. Yeah. Right there. It's going to say cause of death, COVID-19. <laughs> yeah, well, know? and that would do, that was my first argument with that whole silly nonsense was like, I first started yelling at people like y'all, we had these conversations in the late eighties and early nineties. Like we've already talked about this shit. Like, why are we, why are y'all freaking out? <laughs> we had this talk 30 years ago, guys. And guess well, what? It's the same agenda, just different players. Yeah. It's and that's going what in you a have to realize cycle. is it's a, it's a, exactly Chud. It's a cycle. And once you see the cycle, and, and what are we seeing now? We're seeing that cycle. We're seeing the cycle from, we saw it go from COVID to what? To Ukraine. Then that cycle lasted about 18 months. Now people got tired of that cycle. So now what do they, they stir up something else. Now we, okay, let's poke the bee's nest in the, in the Middle East and see what we can get out of that one. And then what's the next one after that, you know, and, and, and that's what's well, constantly yeah, it's, it's crisis cycles man they just they they constantly they have to just keep and you again constantly distracted in a state of fight or flight back to what chud said before what does that do to your body it puts you in a state of dis-ease yeah right you become a zombie you just yes you just get like Ugh. and that's why i argued <laughs> like before just... yeah that's why i argued before with chud that they're relative i saw people that were zombies in 2020 like they had that look in their eye like they wanted to kill you because you weren't doing what they were doing and they wanted your flesh yeah and and you weren't you weren't part of the team so we're gonna kill you you know you're on that other team it's like you know it's in in battle right you kill someone based on the color of their uniform right you're wearing something different than me so now i must kill you it's it's that mindset that man i i think if we can get rid of that mindset humanity has a chance but until then this whole us versus them you know, team mentality is the death of humanity. Everything that happens, though, Matt, is feeding that not ending. <laughs> yes, you know, absolutely. Like we were talking about cartoons and the stereotypes. That's all part of it. That was part of division. You know, it was it was setting us up to feel divided. It was it was telling us stereotypes and then telling the the stereotypes themselves to be offended by people calling you a stereotype. You know. And uh, it, it goes all the way up until now where people are people are afraid to speak to each other. If there's, you know, a white guy and a black guy in the same room can be just a, a, a comical sight for me as I watch the, the white guy just tripping over himself to not say <laughs> offensive things, which is great. I work in a place with one black guy and 30 white guys. <laughs> and uh it's uh, it's it's amazing to see how some of these people stumble over their words just and how often when he's not present, they'll say that what I said was racist. He's never thought anything I say is racist because I bring up the <laughs> fact that he's black or that or that we're white, you know, and things like that. Well, it's it's one of those Chud where too. it's yeah, it's you're exactly right. It's it's funny between you two. But as times change, that's why I brought up this clip, because that, that sparked exactly what you said in my mind. Listen to this. My grandma used to work with special needs kids. She was a great lady. She didn't have a bad bone in her body. But even that lady, she called special needs kids mongoloids. <laughs> and she'd be like, I'm working with some of the mongoloids from the church. 
And then my mom, who was young at the time, she's like, Mom! They're called retarded! You know? That was my mom's PC term. Like in the 60s, that was my mom being woke. And now my mom is old. And, and she is nice. She's got no bad bone in her body either. She's like, we're going to the March of Dimes to work with some of the retarded boys. Someday I'll be old. And they'll be like, I'm working with the special needs. And a girl with a green mohawk's gonna pop out of a bush like, like, hey, you piece of shit. They're called ice cream enthusiasts. You know, or whatever. <laughs> whatever it'll later be. That's, that's good. Awesome. That that really gets at the heart. I I use that as an example. Mongoloid. No, that's not okay. We need to call him retarded. You know, retarded. No, that's not okay. Special needs. No, that's not okay. Developmentally disabled. You know, like I think that's where we're at right now. Is that okay? Challenged. Still? Challenged. Um, challenged. Yeah, they're not disabled, disabled is negative. They're abled. Developmentally yeah. abled people, you know, or whatever. It'll be no time if it's not already that you're gonna say that and someone someone with a green mohawk's gonna get fucking saucer eyes and well, be like, How the fuck the, did you say why would you what? say that? That is so mean. Well, the, the there was a government department, the mental health and mental retardation department, like oh yeah, or um um the arc. Uh what was that? It was um the, the Association of Retarded, retarded. People. Yes. Yeah. And something like that that's yeah. like the actual name it's like in the name and that's still around but or you know or, you know you can you can apply this to things other than that the naacp what is that cp it's colored people right shouldn't we cancel them oh dude <laughs> call a black person colored now yeah but that's Which, still what would be now naacp of c person how about this person of color Person of color, which I think is just still the dumbest thing. <laughs> I would support the shit out of that shirt what? if I saw that at Valley Village. <laughs> I dirty shirt shirts. from 1982, and it says it's a golf guy teeing up a golf ball. It says swing for the retarded committee member. It looks like oh, it's got some sort I of braille that on that golf ball, too. Probably or a swastika, a hidden swastika, <laughs> Ryan. Swastika. There's probably with the, with the D Day date on there of June 6th. <laughs> 6 6 oh, right. by the way, all you conspiracy theorists out there. Mm-hmm. Did we talk about Matt? Did we talk about last episode that ebony alert? Yes. Uh, well, we didn't. I know you talked about it with ghosts. That's it's one of those okay. I kind of, I that's it, a it real turned out it was a joke. <laughs> Fucking like, ebony we, alert. So we thought that it was a joke. We thought that it was a joke. It's actually a very real thing. Is that when a black dude leaves his kids? Well, I mean, he'll be going off all the time. But no, it it what it is? It's a when a black person goes missing, dude, and it's a real thing in California. Well, I heard it's only for women and children. It doesn't include black men, is what I heard. So if a white person goes missing, is it a white? Is it like it's an ivory alert? It's an albino it's an yeah. No, but listen, dude, if they did, if they, so they do that with disabled people, man, these people look at black people like they're disabled. Like they do it for Amber Alert. I get it. If a child goes missing, dude, you should, like, people should be aware of that. Well, Ryan, they, have the they, silver they don't know how to get IDs. So they are a little bit slower than us, right? I mean, that's true. That's what they told us in 2020 that, <laughs> I mean, it's so comical. Right, They've told us more than just in for me. You ain't black. It's oh yeah, just, like they don't think of black people as equal. It's 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 comical. Well, those, those that's people, what's crazy. Those people, you know, I'm talking about the left. They don't hear themselves talk. 
I I'm I'm convinced right. of that. They they say the most racist shit. If you ain't voting for me, you ain't black is a really, really clear example of that. They say racist shit all the time. Remember when he played Despacito at the Mexican Day at the White House or Oval Office? Mexicans love that shit, though. Oh, dude. (laughs) Mexicans love when a white person pretends that they're Mexican. They honestly do like it. There's no cultural appropriation with Mexicans. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. And that's why a sombrero with a fake mustache and poncho. Oh, yeah. And they'll love it. They'll high five you. Well, you know, I think that's true with a lot of cultures. When uh, when like culture. with a when a well, but that, see that's within America. But when an American is somewhere else and you embrace the culture that you're in, or even here, you're you know it's a it's a day where you're going to embrace. Yeah, I don't it, know anywhere where you're appropriating. Face. You fucking. I don't know idiot. where blackface is universally accepted. Yeah, I was going to say blackface. Go that's the only. That's the only thing. Like I've never seen blackface see, used to like promote it. It's always well, that's derogatory. The, that's because you're wearing the wrong shoe polish. <laughs> that's the that's the whole thing, right? But if you that's go from, outside uh, of, of blackface or changing your skin tone to look like a different race, if you're wearing a traditional African garb, in fact, I got I got a I got a heartwarming story about a guy that I used to know who was insanely racist like 25 years ago. Like he uh he was all about the swastika, he was all about Hitler, he was all about doing the zig heil, you know, all of that stuff sure there was some shock value to it he was just like a long-haired metalhead you know with a leather jacket and was just all about that kind of stuff well i've lost touch with him since like 2005 a friend of mine was like hey you seen that guy lately have you checked out his facebook and he pulled out his phone and he showed me his facebook he isn't current or this was two weeks ago at that time he was in africa marrying his bride that he's been with here for like 10 years or so. And Tell me she's Nigerian. I, I didn't get that far, but he went there. He's wearing full traditional African garb and being married in Africa with a traditional wedding. It was very That's like, gay though. Holy shit. I mean, this guy, this guy was someone who like, I mean, he really wore the, the racist, uh, the racist flag literally. That's see that. I mean, why can't, why can't you just be normal? Why do you got to go from Nazi to fucking Ashanti tribesmen. Well, I don't there was understand. A long, there was there was twenty years in between here. <laughs> you know that's a long time. Like I understand. I've never been on either it's side so, of that. So <laughs> yeah, white right. fucking guilt. Yeah, uh, that's. Well, I don't wild. know though, man. Like he doesn't seem like he's doing a white guilt thing. I mean, he's still like he's he's fatter now, but he just looks like the same dopey. Well, that's the, that's that black hair. cooking. In, that, in all the pictures, he's throwing back. he's throwing the metal devil horns off to the side, you know, like he's still he, he looks it's like weird. the same dude. It's just in the actual wedding pictures, there he is wearing the the goofy little hat. See, I'm a racist now. I'm gonna say the goofy little hat and the, the and goofy the little hat. hat. <laughs> I think that what it is, man, is a lot of people are so insecure that they don't really have their own personalities. I think is what it is, right? Um, I don't know, dude. I, I I really don't think that mo- like most black people don't care if you fuck around and like joke about fried chicken and you dress like crisscross. Yeah, dude. <laughs> no, I don't think anyone really cares about that kind of stuff um, unless they're insecure with themselves. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. give a shit if a black person makes fun of me for being white or a Mexican person or anything. Now, that's easy to say because I'm a straight white dude, but I, I I've had black friends. I've had Mexican friends. I've had Asian friends we all kind of gave each other shit 
you yeah. know, maybe that's a different time and maybe they don't do that anymore. But uh, they should bring it back, dude, because like it's fun. You know what I mean? It's just funny just to kind of make fun of you. You're supposed to make fun of your friends, dude. Oh, dude, I have. I, dude, everything should be hilarious. Everything all the time. We used to celebrate Juneteenth by sitting in the front yard and eating watermelon fried chicken and drinking 40s. And supposed to, I mean, that there is nothing wrong with that. And our neighbors across the street who were black would come over and eat our fucking fried chicken and our watermelon. And it was fucking awesome. Well, that's yeah. One of my rad. best friends is Jewish, and he sends me the fucking raunchiest Jew jokes out there. And it's like it's it's one of those things where we can joke about anything. And he's he, that's the way it should be. You well, know? I think that's true with almost any of us that are are old enough to to have friends from a a different time period that we do joke, but we did and we do. And um, it's a form I, of camaraderie, I, Chud. I honestly, I don't know if that goes on today or not. Like, like I said, I work with one black guy. He's only like 19. A lot of the other guys there are like 20. I, they, they certainly don't joke around with this guy, <laughs> you know? Uh, and, um, um, but there's, but I don't know. I kind of feel like people are forced into segregating themselves. I don't know. Maybe I'm being a little strong here, but like, no, that makes sense. I, I, I feel like no one is really friends with that guy. Because they're afraid. They're afraid they're going to say the wrong fucking thing. They're afraid they're going to do the wrong thing. But this guy's on an, uh, he's not offendable. He's like not even, he's African, African. Yeah, was, but in their program world, he's an untouchable. Yes. Right? Exactly. In their eyes, because Completely. they can't win. They're going to, they're going to say something wrong or they're going to hurt his feelings because he's fragile. Right? They've programmed us to think that these people are less than. It's such a scam. Well, I'll tell you, these white liberals that I'm working with that knew him before I did, when I found out I was going to work hand in hand with him, as like, okay, how, you know, what's he like? Is he cool? And everyone's, oh, it's a little hard to work with him because, you know, you can't really correct him on anything. And, you know, they, they said a few different things. And I got a picture of what they were describing, not as a black guy, but just as a person, because there are a lot of people you can't correct because they're, they've got an ego, right? You can't correct the guy who's got a chip on his shoulder who's going to say, no, I, I know what I'm doing. You don't tell me what I'm doing. So, you know, I was kind of getting ready to approach it like that. But it turns out he's like this real quiet guy. He's from Kenya. He's been here since he was six years old. One of the most fascinating people I've gotten to talk to in, in, in recent times. And he's like super correctable. He wants to do well. He, he's looking for, for guidance and authority on things. And I give that to him and he receives it really well. But no one knew that. You know why? Because they won't correct him because they yep. won't confront him. They won't tell him if he's doing something wrong because they're all because they're like, well, we're all white. We can't tell the black guy what to do. Yep. And yeah, that's they think it up. sounds that's fucking racist. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, they right. Think, they think that uh, a white person correcting a black person sounds like this. Like, listen, you black piece of shit. Like you can. <laughs> it's it's you, mansplaining you can, on a racist yeah, level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, right. you can sit there and you can be Perfect. like, hey, man, you're doing this wrong. Just like the same way I would tell anyone else. But like for some reason, like I said, it's like you got to bring up race or something. Did you just recreate race? Well, it's, it's the race. It's the soft bigotry of low expectations, right? Like people just expect so little of other races, you know, and it, it, it goes for, you know, not just you know whites against blacks or whatever but there's fucking all sorts of shit black people hate fucking chinese people like hate them 
like, Chinese culture. Speak, a lot of Chinese <laughs> call the black people the devil. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like there's That's there's true. all sorts of races that fucking hate each other for the most ridiculous, retarded ass reasons. What was that Korean and, rooftop shooters or whatever? Like that they oh, were doing dude, where they were the like roof trying Koreans. To, the roof Korean rooftop roof, Koreans, yeah, dude. Roof yeah, yeah. They were trying to like protect their store from like almost exclusively black people. So that was kind of probably a little bit of a manufactured thing, right? With the whole media course. and stuff, but yeah, dude. No, I mean, uh, black people and Mexicans, they go at it. I mean, all kind. there's assholes in every fucking religion, man. We don't have to say that here. It's like it's like uh, that's like day one. Oh, call a Guatemalan a Mexican. Well, yeah, I guess they're like a- they'll fucking they don't like that shit. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever met a Guatemalan before. I used to work with a bunch of Guatemalans in restaurants. You just thought they were Mexicans. <laughs> you think they're Mexicans, dude? They don't. They don't like that shit at all. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, it's just, uh, what, what we've created though is a culture where everyone's walking on eggshells. You know, right? And that's not good. White eggshells, by the way. White eggshells. <laughs> and they're worst. It's, it's not good because like like you were saying, Ryan, you know, you have friends of all races and you you gave everybody shit and they all gave you shit. You know, uh, it's I gave every one of my friends shit when I was younger and every one of my friends gave me shit. Yeah, and you're supposed to. It's it's just a part of growing up. Well, it's it's like what they say in sports, too. If if the coach does isn't hard on you or doesn't even acknowledge you. You should be afraid because yeah, you're a lost cause at that point. Yeah, the like they don't give a shit. And that's the way I see my friends. Like if I can't joke around with you and we can't bust balls, I can't be friends. Like that's I, yeah. part of this. Dude, my best friends that I've ever had are people that as soon as I met them, I give them shit and they give it right back to me. And I'm like, all right, we're going to get along. Yeah. It's that test, right, Bob? It's that <laughs> game of ping pong where you're like, okay, yeah. I'm going to serve it up. Let's see if you can hit, if you can I'm it on. Yeah, I'm going to lay it on thick right away so I know right out of the box what you can take and what you can't. And if you fold, we can't be friends. Yep. (laughs) In in my 40s, as my lifestyle is now, I don't do a lot of new things. But throughout my life, anytime I'd walk into a new situation, a new job, a new new group of people on whatever, whatever level, I expected to get some kind of shit. Especially, I've always looked like this, right? I've always looked homeless, right? <laughs> I walk in, I expect someone to be to ask who the fuck is letting the homeless guy in here, and I'm ready with whatever my my dynamics with these people are, whatever the stereotypes are that they are, and all that kind of stuff. With I've got thousands of comebacks, right? And like I throw it back, and it's like oh, like that's why I've done so well socially is because I get shit and I throw it back. Nowadays, I'm kind of I'm kind of in a rut of sorts, you know, a rut <laughs> makes it sound bad, but I'm in a I'm in a I don't do a lot outside of my my home. That's not that's not just a, a normal, normal day or whatever. But when I give I work with a lot of young guys, I can't give them shit anymore. It sucks. I mean, I can. No, no one's stopping me, but it's boring. But then HR gets involved. They cry. Yeah. Oh, they don't man. like literally cry, but they just get quiet. They go in the other room and then all of a sudden they're that kid on the team. I'm the coach and I don't even talk to them. Right. Like I'm not, I'm not interested. You know, they're not, they're not fun. <laughs> and, uh, construction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're still there. <laughs> oh no, no people are. I'm not they're saying this there. for everything. This is just my personal, you know, 
experience here, but these are all, most of these people are, co- are, are currently in college. Oh, right? I, I, Chud, yeah, I work in, oh, I work in ESG heaven, right? These people are all about the new, you know, new world order agenda. Like, what is ESG? The, uh, what is it? Economic service. It's the, it's the BlackRock guidelines, all the d- diversity, oh, okay. equity oh, oh. and inclusion yep. stuff. Okay, Telling you yeah, what yeah, you yeah. can and can't say. Yeah, it's, I it's never heard the, that term. The, ec, the the ESG, economic social governments or environmental. Oh, governance, economic social governance, and, and yeah, environmental yeah. social <laughs> governments. So what you're Some doing for the environment, what you're doing socially. Yeah, it's all horseshit. It's all I never. Um, yeah, okay. It's the the it, World Economic Forum bullshit that they push and that black. So rock. fun people, fun people. Yeah. So you work around. Okay. Oh, and you know, every month is a different cultural month. You know, we're very inclusive. Um, they love pronouns in your bio. Um, you know, these kind of folks that you know, and they they have we have like a a, a work Facebook type thing, like a, a message board and. You get everybody's dog and cat pictures, and you know. Do you send the, yours? The fuck no, dude. No, you, you love your see dog, my avatar. Though. We got Did to I... create. They wanted us to create avatars, so I created an Asian wizard that's wearing a a, a fuzzy vest, no sleeves. So, like, if I show up to a meeting and they ask for avatars, dude, my guy pops up, and it is hilarious. He's got the the Indian dot in the middle of his. I'm totally inclusive. I I got everybody. They're probably in like, all right, so this Matt guy, he's a little weird, but you know, just go we, with. We it. Have, yeah, like, he's got blue. It. He's got blue hair. He's got a blue goatee. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful, dude. A wizard's hat. It's it's so awesome. I love. I just play along. Like if you want me to play, I'm gonna play as stupid as possible. You right? should I'm ask gonna, if they have any strap on uh, attachments for your avatar so that you can really go hard. Just no. make it all sexual. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna get that far, but I'm sure they had all sorts of rainbow gear you could uh, load them up with. Dude, see, I'm actually very fortunate that I work for a place, and I'm happier working here than I've ever worked anywhere else. And they are like they're all the ballbuster type people. You know what I mean? So like, I, I feel real lucky that uh, like I was wearing a Diamondbacks hat the other day, and this dude was going off because he's from Philly. You know, and they're playing uh, to get to the World Series, essentially, right? So, yeah, dude, it's it's. I, I'm lucky that I have that, but yeah, man, a lot of like the corporate world is just. It seems so gay. Oh, it seems it's like brutal. the worst. It's dude. the worst. It's it's what I would imagine high school being like now, and it's torture. I mean, it is cool kid central, right? Like you're either in with the in crowd, and the in crowd is just this very far left, like everybody's equal bullshit. And I can't, I can't deal with it. And they, my, my department laughs because anytime one of those emails goes out, they, I'm like, I, my instant messenger blows up because they're all like laughing and sending jokes. Like, Hey, did you see this one? Look what they're doing now. Well, and no one has that personality. No one has that, that, uh, you know, black rock, you know, one world order shit personality. No one really thinks like, all right, let's talk to the people of color. No one really says that behind closed doors. No, but what they do is they trust the quote unquote experts. So, or the, the, the people in power, right? So that whatever the people in power say, even if they disagree with it, they go along with it. They may joke about it. Right, right. right, and it's a lot like what we saw with COVID and all that. The scamdemic is, you saw that 
people wouldn't believe in it, but they'd still go along with it just so they didn't have to catch any shit. And I feel like that's where it is a lot with the, in my work situation is there's a lot of people that kind of that are at the point where, man, this has gotten to a point of being borderline ridiculous. But yeah. I'm not going to ruffle anybody's feathers or make any waves to draw any attention to myself. Yeah, I think that happened to a lot of people with the masks in time. You know, first, yeah, I don't really give a shit, but I'll wear it, you know, because that's what everyone's doing. And then after a while, the mask started getting a little farther down on the chin. And eventually they started saying, fuck it. But everyone kind of said, fuck it at the same time. But that's what I imagine is going to happen with this PC stuff. Except it seems like it should have happened by now. You know, the more we have to address people by their by their by their pronouns or whatever the fuck they want. You know, it's like so many people have done it because they started doing it because, OK, cool. I got this email that says I have to do it. I guess I'll do it. Yep. But they don't think it's going to last forever. And now it's like it's starting to last forever. Let's start pulling those pronouns down to our chin <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, just start letting it slip a little bit, you know. Uh, maybe, maybe we can overcome this. Oh, dude, maybe I don't not. Think the pronouns are going anywhere. You don't think so? I, I personally don't. I don't mean to be negative, but I just, I, I can't see them going anywhere, dude. I doubt. I it. think that it'll instead of having soon. two, instead of having two, people are gonna have like three next, and then they're gonna have four, and then five, and then like it's just gonna keep going. I think. If I can have like, three, mine are gonna be suck my cock. I love it, and I'll <laughs> refer to it. you that way too. <laughs> I would appreciate that. Any of them work. Just maybe not cock. Wait, <laughs> yeah. let me rethink this. I'm not liking it anymore. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it's 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 nuts, man. I think uh, I think we're in for a hell of a next like decade, and then maybe it'll all burn down and we can like rebuild. Yeah, maybe something will slip though. You know, like and it'll burn down. You know, maybe 2040. 2040 is the Phoenix Enigma. So maybe that maybe that optimism that I was seeing in you earlier, Ryan can, can, can happen. You know, maybe they'll try to fucking pull COVID on us again or a different pandemic. And well, people it's climate. Stand we up. see it. They tried COVID and it's not really climate. What, well, what if people stand up next time? What if people don't put on the mask? What if people don't do the next pronoun? You know, what if, what if we just, we reach a point where people just say, no, I'm not doing it this time. I Let's see it's a fad. So. It's a fad. Jesus. It's a trend. I'm not the getting way the they next do it. The next trend. The way they do it is so smart. Like it's the same way where you know Second Amendment enthusiasts and like you know the diehard Second Amendment people. And I, you know, I I have guns. I've got multiple guns in my home. Um, my dad's a big two A guy. But the way that like the hardcore dudes like fantasize about the UN walking down the street and they're like, "Well, I'll start shooting these guys." Mm. Of course you would. Everyone else would. They're not going to do it like that. They're going to they're very tactical about how they fucking enslave us and how they how they kind of take over our shit. So it's not I don't think it's going to be another pandemic. It's going to be something pandemic adjacent. It's going to be very close to that. It's going to look like it, but it's going to be a little more scary to where it tricks more people than it did initially. When yeah. I'm not going to lie, dude, when COVID first happened, the first week it was going on. I was scared of it. I was like, fuck, dude, what's going on? Because you you see all these movies. I'm a big movie guy. You see all these, you know, outbreak movies that were coming out on Netflix, Netflix, coincidentally, and all this stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And you see this in the first week. I was like, holy shit, dude, this is it. Like, we, we need to, like, stock up all this stuff. And then after, like, literally, like, nine days, 
28 days later, I'm like, what the fuck is going on, dude? You know what I mean? Like, this is not adding up. And then, you know, of course, it got a little easier because then all the people that are like minded to myself, they're saying that it doesn't make sense. And then it creates that splintering in society where half society thinks that masks are great and it's going to solve all of our problems and stop the spread. And then the other half is sitting there thinking this is bullshit. This is tyrannical. It's just another way to control us. And then we're, you know, bickering in public. And the thing is, dude, all the corporations, they're going to be on the wrong side. So most people are employed by these corporations and to have their jobs. They're going to have to fall in line with these agendas, and they're just going to because if they don't, their peers will because there's a lot of weak, spineless motherfuckers in this country that are just going to go in there and work for their thousand dollars a week or whatever the fuck yep. they're getting to where it's like my morals are not worth a thousand dollars a week. Well, so I'm going to work. It's the I'm going to sell thing, out. Same thing we saw with the jab. Right. I mean, that's right. the same, same mentality. It's exact same. what is your red line? How far are you willing to bow? And that's what I'm saying. Most people don't have a red line no. and and even a thousand dollars a week, which thousand dollars a week is respectable money, obviously. But it's like, dude, your morals, your soul, the things that you believe in should be worth more than a thousand dollars a week. Yeah, and you're most people essentially will just be a cuck like, at that point is yeah, what you well, are. We're a nation of cucks. Yeah, basically. Well, on that note, let's get our cuck asses out of here. Let's go around <laughs> final it, words. And... That's the name of the episode. <laughs> yeah. If you got anything you want to promote, Chud and Bob, we'll start with you guys. Thank yeah, you. Well, we're doing. Uh, oh, yeah. Thank you for having us. You know, we're doing uh, our we content once a week. It's coming out every Wednesday. This will come out as an episode. I'm sure this coming Wednesday. Uh, but yeah, me and Bob have just been going in all the directions, all the directions with whatever the fuck is on our minds. And it's very conversational based, much like this show is. That's why this, a crossover like this just makes so much sense because you guys are just bullshitting with different people. We're typically bullshitting with each other, but we also have guests on at times too. And it's uh, I think it's well worth your listen. You can find us on podcatchers anywhere. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. Chud X indeed. And uh, you can find Bob in places too, Bob. Tell them where they can find you. Uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram uh, at uh, Space Fake and Gay because it is, and I can prove it. And uh, the Perpetual Skeptic, I think, is my other one. And uh, yeah, just do that show and uh, a show with Ryan once a month and the great Drew Misson, uh, Conspiracy Theater 3000, which uh, we need to get to our next one pretty soon. Yeah, I should yeah. do Day of the Dead. Yes, hey, we should. I got a question about that. I saw that you got on the Conspiracy Theater 3000, they dropped that um, the new episode with the Halloween movies is out. Yeah. But then you go to the feed and it's the last episode. The Metropia one is the one that just dropped. Huh. It's wild because it's like, damn, I'm I'm all I do. I listen to everyone. I love there's that's one of my favorite shows is the way you guys break it down and shit is great. But yeah, I noticed that. I'm like, and I noticed the last couple releases, he posts that it's coming out, or maybe that's what it is. It's coming out that you guys recorded it, but it's not out yet. I have to check it. It's through yeah, Drew's uh, the one that releases that, right, Bob? Yeah, it's through my Libsyn though. So I'll have I'll see what's going on with that. Dude, but Libsyn I love it. And, and what you guys do on Are We Are We Content? I love that too because it's not the parroting of of what everybody else is doing. It's a, a relevant topic, 
But at the same time, it's not the same one that's been beaten 10,000 times. And you guys are just going back and forth, shooting the shit, like you said, Chud, and breaking it down. And it's awesome. Well, that's just it. I think both Bob and I are are pretty much done with podcasts, listening to them. (laughs) Like, I listen listen to this one sometimes. I listen to to occasional things. You know, don't get me wrong, but... It's not, um, I'm not, I'm not always aware of what everyone's talking about. And uh, I, I kind of like, well, it's that. not hard. Just go through your Instagram feed and you'll see that's what the, that's what podcasts are going to well, be. And then, and then that's what I use for inspiration. I want to talk about whatever I didn't see on Instagram in the last seven days. That's what we'll talk about. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't even, man, I, I scan the Instagram. I'll check for messages and shit, but like, I'm kind of over all of that shit. It's all just nonsense, right? Yep. But I, once a week, I get to talk to my buddy about crazy shit, and it's it's a freaking blast. I could also point people towards my other podcast that I do about once a month, which is The World As It Is Today, which I do with my lovely wife, Lanny. And we talk most specifically about the American family and how we got to where we're at today. It's been uh, We've been doing it for quite a while now, well over a year and uh we've we're trying to paint this bigger picture of what exactly happened to the not just the nuclear family but how the nuclear family came to exist and what happened to that traditional family that was before that because we've come to find that the nuclear family is actually a terrible model <laughs> that was really fucked up and fucked up america as far as we can tell the consumerism and- model it was the consumerism model. It also yep. was the model in which we suddenly had nursing homes where we didn't have grandparents in the home anymore. And we had this, you get to 18 and you get the fuck out and mom and dad sell that house that they were in and they go to a different place as opposed to generational families where like what we think the real idea should be is that you get a plot of land and you want family to stay on well, that land. And, and Chad, what, it, what, it, what have they ingrained into the kids? Get out of house as yep. soon as possible, right? Well, that's Get what away. the Andrew Tates of the world are about, dude. Where it's like, if you're not making fucking money, you're worth yep. nothing. You know what I mean? And that's you should start a new term called the nuclear family, nuclear family, right? Instead of the uh-huh. nuclear family, and the nuclear yeah, yeah. family is the uh, the generational wealth thing. People will be confused, dude. They'll be like, It'll what? Confuse the, fuck? the shit out of everyone. I know. Love that's, it. that's great, though. <laughs> yeah, the nuclear family, not the nuclear family. That's where it's at. <laughs> But yeah, dude, that's that's incredible stuff. Excellent. So what do you got going on, Rye? Ah, uh, dude, just the same stuff, man. I've um I I've really cut back on doing the shows. Um, it's it's just not as fun as it was, but I'm still gonna continue doing it. I'm doing the weekly cunt shows, I'm doing the bonus cunts as well, uh, news shows for the Patreon. And I want to do the deep dives, but you know, it's tough um you know working a job that i actually enjoy for once in my life i've been working since i was 15 years old and finally i have a fucking job that i love so i'm doing that and um yeah dude that other than that i'm I'm gonna still record um when i can still doing so still trying to come up with like cool products and things like that for people but um we're sold out right now we're getting some new scents in for the holiday season that should be pretty fun and other than that, dude, just, uh, you know, trying to trying to balance the show with the work life and all that stuff. But not not much, man. Um, but, yeah, if you're a Patreon member, you get the bonus cunt every week and uh, double the news. 
I took so, advantage of it this week, man. I, I saw it pop up on the feed and it was only like 35 minutes. I'm like, fuck. And then I went to your Patreon. And I'm like, yes, the whole episode. It was like an hour, 40 minutes out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it shows only 30 minutes on the I think I think the one on the feed, the the on like Spotify, the one that Ghost put out was like 40 minutes or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. He put out. I think he put a preview. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, good deal, man. Yeah. So I don't know if he's going to be doing it every month with me. But, you know, if, you know, anyone wants to come on to on the bonus, we can do that. But uh, it's fun, dude. What about you? What are you doing? Dude, I'm in the I'm in. The, I just did an episode on the uh, a book called The uh, Real American Jew in Racist Marxist Israel. And that was interesting, man. It was one where this guy who was an American went over there and he talked about his experiences and how. And this is from like 1985, too. So it's you know, 35, 40 years ago. And man, he does not paint a good picture of living over there or the people that are claiming to be of the land. So I'm I'm in that kick right now. So I'm stirring shit up, poking the hornet's nest, having fun. That sounds great. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, I like that. After we've been uh, told our whole lives that uh, we need to protect Israel at all costs, it's kind of yep. like, why? Yep. <laughs> exactly and and they kicked off one of my youtube videos that had been up for like a year and a half so i'm like you know what no more youtube for me and i'm just gonna go at this topic until i'm off everything basically so i'm gonna try and get i'm trying to get with ron we're gonna do an episode on the the kzars and so he's great on that stuff we're just gonna go full ham at this point and see where it goes so all right gentlemen This has been a blast as always. Thank you very much. Everybody, stay strong. Question everything. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? We do, son. Don't think you have a corner on all of virtue vision in the country or that everybody else is fat and selfish and you're the first generation to come along that's felt dissatisfied. They all have, you know, about different things. And most of them didn't have the same opportunity and freedoms that you do. Let's talk poverty. Most places in the world, that's not a problem. It's a way of life. And rights... They're liable to give you a blank stare because they may not know what you're talking about. The fact is, more people are living better right here than anywhere else ever before in history. So don't expect us to roll over and play dead when you say you're dissatisfied. It's not perfect, but it's a great deal better than when we grew up. A hundred men standing in the street hoping for one job, selling apples on the street corner. That's one of the things we were dissatisfied about, and you don't see that much anymore. You're taller, stronger, healthier, better educated, and you live longer than the last generation. And we don't think that's altogether bad. You've probably never seen a quarantine sign in your neighbor's door. Diphtheria, scarlet fever, whooping cough. Probably none of your classmates are crippled with polio. You don't see many mastoid scars anymore. We've done quite a bit of fighting all around the world. Whether you think it was moral or not, a lot of people are free today to make their own mistakes because of it. And that may just include you. I don't know. Maybe part of it's the fact that you're in a hurry. You've grown up on instant orange juice. Flip a dial, instant entertainment. Dial seven digits, instant communication. Turn a key, push a pedal, instant transportation. Flash a card, instant money. Shove in a problem, push a few buttons, instant answers. But some problems you can't get quick answers to no matter how much you want them. 